What's going on, everybody? This is Jesse. And this is Austin. And this is the Red Light District Podcast. So every week, we're going to bring to you guys unfiltered and unbiased topics on the latest gossip and recent events on the ship. Shani, why don't you start us off? So uh, we don't have a lot going on right now. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start by talking about the first day of deployment. Jesse, how did you feel leaving? Uh, Well, I thought I was prepared, but not even 24 hours into the deployment and six out of the seven birthing toilets were just clogged to the fucking brim with shit. Pretty shit, (laughs) for lack of a better word. Uh, Not even day one, and and we're having like this birthing meeting. Super serious about birthing etiquette and all that stuff. Yeah, by day uh, three, we had our own birthing meeting with about 20 different guys um, about how the birthing is too dirty and disgusting and how our standards have gotten so rough as grown men (laughs) that we just cannot clean for ourselves. And uh, less than 10 minutes later, I find uh, none other than the CTM1 Denzin, the man himself. I love that guy. um, Just deep throat and a toothbrush in the bathroom. (laughs) And uh, he's, he's like groaning with it. Oh, and, uh, that was no nice spit take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's doing what? So he's he's got a toothbrush jammed down his throat. Um, just and he's just making a giant mess over the sink. Like I don't. I think he's trying to actually uh, brush his tongue, uh, but like the shit you see in a commercial, but not really. And uh, he's like gagging and just taking it, and he. Uh, he is just covering the sink in just the sink and mirror everything in toothpaste right after he yelled at a bunch of grown men about being dirty in the birthing. So he does all this and then we uh we end up having like uh, all hands birthing cleaners. Right. Because it's just it's not it's not safe to be in this birthing anymore. Right. And uh, when we do it at the end we have a meeting between like the hundred guys in ops birthing, right? Smallest yeah. male birthing on the ship. And he comes out and just just fucking dry as hell. Just comes out like he's just the Saint Michael, and we're all just a bunch of little demon children. Right. And he I says mean, he has to do. He's a first class. Yeah, of course, because he's a first class, right? And he uh, he gives this whole spiel about how like oh we all got to work together, you know, make sure that it's clean because the birthing stinks. And uh, me being my you know responsible OS two, go and say. Uh, well, the birthing kind of smells because we don't have any air conditioning. So from the, <laughs> the second we got underway, they, they, we were no longer more no air conditioning in the birthing. What uh, about now? No, still still have no air conditioning. We're, we're on day seven, no air conditioning. Does it get sweaty at night? Oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, the birthing obviously is going to smell because you have 100 grown men with like body odor, uh, testosterone, right. all that, that are working out and then taking showers. And then you get in your rack and you start sweating. So everybody knows the birthings are always freezing cold, so all of us have sleeping bags. So I'll get my sleeping bag, like, unzipped down to the base of my legs. Yeah. And I'll wake up just covered in sweat. Oh, and then I have to shower again. So it's nice to work out, shower, go to bed. Yeah. Go ahead and roll into another shower. You should just get, like, a little rack fan keep you cool or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, it's got the little bullshit rack fan right. that's in there, and those are on, which is our only air conditioning. But it points to just your fucking belly. 
It's, mo it's mostly it. just on my balls. <laughs> yeah. To be serious, it keeps my balls cool and collected while the rest of my body <laughs> suffers. So I have this theory as to why the birthing's always just going to be destined to be trash. And it's a little cynical, but I think there's just always going to be an influx of newer guys joining the military. And they're a lot of them are very young. They come straight out of high school, and they've never really been in an environment where they had to pick up after themselves or do their laundry, brush their teeth, take a shower, stuff like that, basic stuff. So no matter how many birthing meetings we have or speeches or punishments, the birthing's just destined to always be trashy, for lack of a better word. I don't know. What do you think about that, Austin? That's, uh, I mean, that's smart and agreeable to an extent, but I mean, at what point are they going to start screening people when they join the military? And Never. Out, you know, maybe, maybe this guy's got, I don't know, like a little, like he's borderline autistic, autistic. or something, you right. know? Plenty of those um, on the ship. Yeah, we get, we got plenty. We don't even have to name any. We got so many. But <laughs> I mean, there's these. Yeah, you got you know your natural couple guys that are dirty. But I mean, in high school, weren't you brushing your teeth, taking showers regularly? All the time. Obviously, you're trying to get girls. I was trying to get girls at least, and um, sitting with, I mean, horrible hygiene, is is garbage. Right. And now that we're on the topic of breathing etiquette, Shani, there's something we got to talk about. You might have seen it, you might have heard it, you might have done it. Rack beaters. Rack beaters. Rack beaters. The most coveted of uh, horrible people to have in the birthday. When you're trying to go to sleep at night and the rack above you is just shaking you. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, there's, a, uh, there's definitely a philosophy for the rack beater. Uh, obviously, every man, woman, and... Most children over the age of 13, they got to beat at some point. You got to beat your meat. Yeah, you got to. Um, and there's been the long-discussed topic of, is it in the shower, during shower time? Is it on the toilet, and you pretend you're pooping, but you're not, and you, you're lucky enough to get the handicap stall with yeah. a little bit of extra room, yeah. with, with toilet sits just an inch higher? <laughs> or, uh, or is it time to, you know, close the curtains off and uh, beat your meat? But... I think the, the main problem is nowhere do you have enough privacy for it. And um, it's, it's just outright confusing to be beaten in the back, though. But I think the most respectful is at least taking a shitter stall. Because you got your walls and it's, it's a place for dirty business. You're taking a shit anyways. Yeah. You course. know, in your rack, you're beating your meat. I don't know. And then you, you got the lazy fuckers who don't even get up to go, like, clean themselves off or whatever. And they're just wiping it on their sheets or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's another topic with it too. Um, for the rack beater, is it for the rack beaters out there who are listening right now? <laughs> please send in us a, 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 a how you how you do this. Is it premeditated? Um, that's definitely a, a thought process that I'm not sure about. Do they premeditate? Like I'm gonna you know take a shower, lay down, maybe watch right. some Netflix on my phone. Exactly. for a little bit. I'm not closed off to the idea. Yeah, wait till everybody's sleeping. I uh, want to I want to get an advocate of rack beating in here, and maybe he can convince us that it's it's not so bad. You know? Yeah, that would that would that would definitely be great to have. It's uh, it's an interesting thing because you know, there's definitely the guy who lays in there when everybody's awake, <laughs> yeah. birthing lights are even on at the time, and they just do it anyways. <laughs> the curtains are shaking and it's a rocking, and they never get up. <laughs> Do they have <laughs> during cleaners? 
Yeah, the, yeah. During birthing cleaners? During birthing cleaners, you know, the two hours of life zone, they don't, they don't care. Um, is it, is it an old brown t-shirt that, that they're not wearing today that's going in the laundry bag? Is it the right. towel at the end of the rack that they just grab with two toes and pull it up? <laughs> what are they, what are they doing there? Or, or is it something more sinister? Do they yeah. eat it? I don't know. <laughs> Another thing that blows my mind, is, I don't know if you have this in your birthing, but I know we have it in ours. The people that leave their fucking, their boxers in the shower, there's about yeah. five to six pairs every day. Just, I don't know if they just have that many boxers that they just use and throw. Yeah. They got like a disposable number of boxers they can just fucking... <laughs> yeah. One and done. Uh, it's funny that you said that and used the term boxers because... Uh, for some reason in our birthing, it's for sure every day. Every time I've ever had birthing cleaners, there's been a pair of just soaking wet boxers. Yeah. What's strange, though, is that it's never, um, like, tight men's underwear, like tidy whities and it's never boxer briefs, either. It's always regular, like, loose-fitting boxers, Those and they're plaid. always plaid. They're always plaid. They're always plaid. It's always, like, blue and green plaid, for some reason. Blue and green plaid. Fruit of the loom. <laughs> You could show me a, a guy wearing them, and I know he's the guy who's leaving. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it might be, you know, navy wide. It's at least boxer wide then. Right. Um, so it's just like, I don't want to do laundry. I'm just going to use them once, leave them in the shower. Yeah, I mean, have you ever had the guy who uh, will be like, oh, man, I didn't want to do laundry, but I ran out of socks. So I just went to the ship store and bought a pack of socks. That's, that's the guy. It's that guy. That's the it culprit. Ha- yeah, it's got to be that guy. And on top of that, you know... When you go in there and you have, you know, you walk in there obviously with your fresh, clean pair of undies, you know, your shampoo, your conditioner, your body wash, and then your towel, and you hang that all up, you get in the stall, you take off your boxers, you know, you throw them up over the side, you shower. How when you're leaving, you grab everything except the boxers, and you're like, no, those can stay. I've worn them once, twice, they, they're done here. One more thing while we're on the birthing topic, and I'm not mad if these people are judgmental. I'm just a little curious and jealous, to be honest. The guys that seem to be chilling in the lounge, which seems to be all day. It doesn't matter. Like morning, he's there for he's there for cleaners. Yep. He's there before lunch, during lunch, after lunch, his whole work day, and then he just sleeps there at night. <laughs> he's fucking. He chooses the couch over his own fucking bed. Yeah, um, it just blows my mind. Is that guy okay? Does he need someone to talk to? You know, what's weird about it is you catch him in there. I mean, no matter if you're on days or nights, I'm on nights right now. And uh, I'll get off watching, you know. You want to unwind for a little bit before you go ahead and, like, try to go to sleep, right, and relax for a minute. Yeah. And if I'm down there, you know, like, right now, right now it's what, like 9 o'clock at night. Um, if, if I go down there right now, that guy's sitting in there. He's there. And he's always got headphones in, but yep. I don't. He's always a part of whatever conversation is happening, so I don't know if there's music. I don't really know what he's doing. Usually, there's a phone game, but he's somehow also watching whatever movie or whatever is on the TV. He's partaking in both with conversations. I think it's a social coping mechanism. Yeah. So it's just enough where like I'm involved, but if I'm not involved, I'm doing my own thing. No yeah. music in there. Yeah, and he just um, he's in there, you know, and you think. Maybe, you know, he's like a guy in Eero 9 and he's not doing anything. But then you that makes sense. Then yeah. you usually find out it's not that guy. It's not the <laughs> guy who has nothing to do. 
he's in a division, and then he says, you know, like, hey, man, you've been in here all day. And he's like, no, I haven't, man. I left for a while. I just came back right before you walked in. Did you? Did you yeah. really leave? I don't know. That guy's just all over the place, and somehow he always has food from the ship store, but you never see him get up and leave to go to the ship store either. That's another <laughs> thing with that guy. I don't, I don't get it. Which brings me to a point. If, if you do need someone to talk to and you're out there, um, the Deployment Resiliency Counselor is always available. Richard Kiefer. Great guy. Super happy. Homosexual. Happily gay married. Easy to talk to guy. You got anything to talk about? Yeah, he uh, he's a super great guy. Uh, I've never sat down and talked with him, but uh, he uh, has yeah. came by a couple times and I've been on watch in port on Petty Officer Watch and we had a good talk about how he's going to convince good old Ronnie Dowdell to uh, send us to Australia. So for everybody out there listening, we're, we're, we're on our way to Australia. That'd be fucking great. Yeah, we're going to try and swing it. We're going to make it a MWR uh, trip for everybody out there who's feeling sad already one week into deployment. Yeah, uh, I'm there with you. So that brings me into the next topic. I got an alarming... I think it was Selby who called me. He said, dude... It was during the weekend, I think. Everybody was moving their shit onto the ship. Uh-huh. He's like, I just got a frightened call from Naman, and she wants to know if Laughlin's okay. Because she saw him pacing frantically to the ship wearing his own bulletproof vest that he bought out and down with his own money, bringing it onto the ship. Wow. So okay. I, I don't know where that, what he's trying to do with that, if it's for, like, protection in foreign ports or if he's got some something else up his sleeve because you know he's it's kind of a questionable guy and uh well I don't know if we should reach out to him maybe we can get him on the show and ask him because I gotta get down to what's what's the fucking bullet for best yeah let's try and see if we can get him on here next week even if it's just for a couple minutes during his busy day I know he's a busy guy um <laughs> so Laughlin is he's an interesting character to say in the least he has the largest pair of ear protection I've ever seen <laughs> And, uh, good, good spit take there, Jesse. <laughs> Got you twice in the same day. Um, it's all over the board. So, Holy he, uh, he, 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 uh, well, we're in the yard period, and everybody, for those out there who haven't done a yard period, you wear, uh, hard hats. Um, everybody had their hard hats. He had his own customized hat, hard hat, uh, with his very large e- earphones, whatever you want to call them. Those were also custom. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's kind of silent, um, and real G's do move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> he, uh, he's hard to get a word out of him, and I'll see him in, in, in the hallway or whatever in passing, I'll be like, what's, you know, what's up, Laughlin? And he's just like, <laughs> He just gives me a fucking <laughs> grunt or a fucking one-liner. He's full of all these uh, Clint Eastwood-type <laughs> yeah. one-liners. Yeah, he, um, he's what I would like to call the millennial modern-day cowboy. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he really is. Yeah, he's a strong character. Um, now looking at it, he, he, there's nothing inherently bad about him. He's never been mean to anybody, I don't think. He's always nice. Um, he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. He really is. Yeah, he really is. He knows a lot of stuff. Um, he just might not be the best fit around here. But he, uh, he's a great character and a good guy. Bulletproof vest, though. I mean, really, let's go over what topics... A bulletproof vest, ballistic vest, flight jacket, whatever you want to call it, 100% is used to stop a bullet from hitting your vital organs. So, right. 
clearly he either plans to shoot and get shot or he plans to just get <laughs> shot. Maybe he's worried, you know, Thailand's a shady country. Right. Maybe he's trying to, you know, stay strapped, keep it on him underneath, you know, a big extra large flannel. Could be. Um, you know, maybe people think it's style. Maybe it's for working out. You know, softest explanation, maybe instead of, you know, one of them sandbag vests, he thought, I'll just buy myself a flak. Yeah, yeah, I'll go all out. If I'm doing it, I'm doing it. It's true. Maybe he's going to do the stair climber. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We need to. We're going to figure um, it out. Hopefully he has it. Maybe we can get him to wear it. Yeah. Um, maybe, I, I, I don't know. He could be doing a lot of stuff out here. Um, obviously, if he's bringing his own, he's very worried. Maybe he can wear it on watch. Maybe they told him to bring his own. Maybe he's going to ISF. He is definitely. He's on the do not arm list. Okay, so he can't be armed, so he can't be worried about getting shot on watch. So, maybe he thinks there's somebody out to get him. Stay tuned, folks. Because we're going to get to the bottom of this. We might have a homicidal murderer (laughs) around the boat. We got 3,000 people here. Could be anybody. It could be Jesse. It could be me. Uh, you know, anybody could be out to get Laughlin. This is one thing I wanted to show you, Shaney. I don't know if you've already seen it. Okay. It's a Boxer Connect. Boxer Connect. Made by the DRC. I have not. I've actually been on the computer once since we got underway. Here it is. Here, I got it pulled up. And it's uh, looking for a Liberty Buddy that likes to hike. Are you in a competitive dog group? Hard to find other people that want to explore exciting ports of call. This is a place to find other people on the ship that share your interests. And you got just like a message form here where you can post what you're interested in doing and then hopefully find a Liberty Buddy that you haven't had the chance to meet. Wow. Who can go out with you. And there was one that I wanted to show you, but it got deleted. It was by some sergeant saying he's looking for someone who likes turtles. Turtles? Yeah. And you, you clicked it open, and the guy was basically saying, and it was super serious tone, the whole thing, he wanted someone to reenact the hatching process of, of a sea turtle with him on the beach. <laughs> he said, he, he was super serious. We're going to bury ourselves in the sand, and when the time is right, we're going to emerge and, and go and crawl to the ocean. And he said, in all caps, no videotaping. This isn't for your personal game. This is to pay homage to the turtles that have come and gone before us. Wow. Very inspirational. What a beautiful... It was beautiful, and someone responded instantly, like, I've done this before, like, I know we're going to get the costumes. Okay, I know how to wow. do it. I did the cardboard one last time, and it disintegrated in the water, but I have a way to fix this. We can go to the costume store and get on Liberty. I think somebody got a hold of it, thought it was horseplay, and deleted it, so... Absolutely rude. Um, Very rude. It I mean, could have been totally serious. You don't even know. That's... That's beautiful. I mean, it, they weren't hurting anybody with that. No. Um, but I did think it was poking fun at, at the idea of it being a serious thing. You can see here now there's a lot of people on here looking for a photographer or buddy who doesn't drink. There's a lot of people looking for people who don't drink because I think that's some sort of common theme in the Navy is uh, drinking heavily in port. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds very interesting and... Uh, to say in the least, yeah, a lot of people definitely drink. Uh, you know, it's a stressful job. They go out, we hit port. They just want to go to a bar, drink, eat good food. I get it. Yeah, I, I get it, I'm, too. I'm about it. I'm, yeah. I might be into it. Um, but, I mean, what, what do you think? Uh, 
do people need Boxer Connect? Is, I, I think it's definitely helpful. I mean, as far as the people that don't get outside of their own division, and maybe their their division already has like homies that are tight, they don't really want to check out with this guy. Maybe a newer guy that just checked in, you know, mm-hmm. and he's kind of introverted. Maybe he's a gamer, and his entire division is different than that. He can reach out to somebody. Maybe he's not social, you know. Yeah, it's perfect for that person. So I think it's a great idea. Uh, but I do think, however, and I don't want to start anything, but I think it's going to become sort of like the Tinder for boxing. Really? I can see it happening instantly. And then they're not going to be outright about it, you know, like, hey, looking to fuck or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's going to be subtle, like, hey, you know, looking for, to have a good time. And it's going to be a female's name. They're going to recognize the name. A guy's going to respond, and she's just going to screen it subtly. And then accept, either one accepts the person that they're choosing, and it's like a discreet way to hook up, you know? Well, um, that's definitely a possibility. I thought you were going to go more with a Reddit type of, since it's a forum base, but... That would get shot down right away, believe yeah. it. Yeah, so, um, that could definitely happen. I got another idea for it, but, um, they could definitely, you know, at what point, though, you know, Tinder, uh, for every one guy that gets swiped right on, one girl gets swiped 20 times. Right. So, is it going to be more like, uh, it's going to be a comment base, and there's going to be so many people following up with comments and then she's going and she's Facebook looking up all these guys That's and then picking the right one. That's it, yeah. So right now it's it's kind of a blind date then here right. at MCON. Yeah. Um, I think with all of our lovely D&D players out there on the Mestex, you know, some of you guys are antisocial out there and we got a lot of love in you guys to give and I'm thinking we're going to get some D&D parties going from, uh, from Boxer Connect. First guy who goes out looking for some, uh, you know, ghosts and goblins is going to find their guy. <laughs> They're going to find their real group of friends, uh, lifelong su- friends. Surprisingly, I don't think those guys have any issues finding other D&D players. They, you, they roll deep. Have really? You seen, have you seen them on the Mystics? Word I, gets out and there's there's 20 of them. Really? Yeah. See, I only see, you they know, roll deep. The, the beginning of it, you know, the Magic the Gathering cards break yeah. out, uh, the bags of Cheetos rustle in the wind. Yeah. And, um, you know, the monster machines all of a sudden empty out of thin air. and It's uh, game on. Yeah, and then it's yeah. just time. And you see, you know, four or five of them sitting in the V in the back. Yeah. Sitting it's, back it's, there. And, they, you know, they're just having a good time. I mean, I've yet to see a full congregation of the Church of Nerdiness uh, in its full glory. This you might know. facilitate it. You're right. Yeah, facilitate you know. it. This, this might help. Or at least speed up the process of them finding their group of friends out there. Yeah. Oh, also, um, I do see the uh, missed connection down there for looking for someone who likes turtles. Right, so no. this, this was like a... The original was deleted, and then this guy, uh, IS2 Hooglin, tried to revive it, saying... Okay, so it was a missed connection, saying, he, hey, he saw it, and then here's what he says here, if you want to read that out loud. Um, see, now that... That's beautiful. I mean, the fact that this guy went out there and said, you know, hey, I really want to see, you know, somebody hatching. And this guy just said, hey, even if I can't partake, if I could just come sit on the beach, you know, watch these beautiful turtles hatch and work their yeah. way into the ocean. Just appreciate the, becoming stronger. the art of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
it's definitely an art form. Because you can't capture the, the real moment all the time. You exactly. Gotta, you gotta have an enactment. Exactly. And I mean, imagine the bond and the friendship after that. Two grown men dressed as turtles hatching out of the sand and crawling into the ocean together. I mean, what is more brotherly love? Especially I if it's blue know. and green. Yeah. You know? If it's blue and... Oh, my God. If they come out here and they say, you know, we need the blue and green to connect, you know, Marines... They live in the water and they oh crawl up on the sand God. and, you know, the Navy. We're just dolphins in the water. What if what if we came together as one and we all became sea turtles, you know? That would be incredible. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm thinking we, we, we got to find these guys. we got to get them on the show. It's a reuniting. Yeah. So you get Marines and sailors to, do, and to participate in this hatching process and they, they just have this realization that we're just all part of the sea. Yeah. We're going to the same place. Exactly. So let's respect each other, though. Yeah, and I mean, even more so, you know, we'll be, we'll be pulling into Hawaii here in, what, about a week? N- not even? Yeah. No, about a week. Um, and what better place than where, you know, we have giant, beautiful sea turtles? I mean, the odds of full-blown live sea turtles watching, this beautiful hatching is there. I mean, the opportunities are endless. It's be- right. It makes me want to cry. I would probably shed it, too. Yeah, I'm, I mean, <clears throat> if they need... If they're listening out there and they need more people, Jesse, we 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 would have to go. I don't care if we got two days in Hawaii. I got duty one of them. You're ISF. You're gonna love your two days of duty during that. Um, I mean, just if I got four hours on that Sunday morning before we leave at noon. Well, not Sunday. What yeah. is it? A Friday. Friday morning before we mm-hmm. leave at noon. Screw brunch and mimosas, brother. Let's go hatch as turtles. <laughs> Let's begin a new life. About all we got for tonight. Thank you for listening to the Red Light District podcast. Uh, on the next episode, we're going to try our best to get none other than Ty Laughlin on the show to set the record straight about the bulletproof vest. And we're going to bring my boy DC on the show to tell his story about the, the foot he found. The infamous foot. The infamous foot. Well, guys, thank you for listening and tune in for the next episode of the Red Light District. This is, this is Jesse. This is awesome. And you're right.